are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, September 15th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 208th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot on our plate today with a bunch of news coming out this afternoon concerning the Blackhawks. But first, how about the division rival Dallas Stars beating the Vegas Golden Knights in just five games to advance to the Stanley Cup Final? And they beat the Knights 3-2 in overtime last night to move on and... I don't think anyone saw the Stars beating Vegas in just five games. And once again, Vegas outshot Dallas by 10. The total was uh, 36-26. to But Anton Kudobin stood tall in that once again for the Stars. That's been the story of the entire postseason. So just congratulations to the Dallas Stars for making it to the Stanley Cup Final where they will likely take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. But for Dallas, they they beat the Avalanche, who were heavily favored, and then they beat the Golden Knights, who were heavily favored, and you can bet the same thing will happen if uh, Tampa Bay does eliminate the New York Islanders to advance to the final. Everyone will probably think the Lightning will win that series, but who knows when the Stars are playing like this. I've said it many times, they got a lot of depth on that roster, especially defensively. And when you get good goaltending, you have a chance to beat anyone. So, once again, congratulations to the Dallas Stars for winning the Western Conference this season. And let's see if for the second consecutive year, a team from the Central Division manages to take home the Stanley Cup. Getting into a little bit of Blackhawks news now, I saw a rumor on Twitter this morning posted by a pretty respected Hockey Rumors account. Uh, They have over 25,000 followers on Twitter. That account is at NHL Rumors Daily if you want to go check it out on Twitter. But the rumor that was posted by this account was that the Chicago Blackhawks supposedly have interest in Boston Bruins pending restricted free agent defenseman Tory Krug, who, of course, is one of the premier offensive defensemen in the NHL and has been a big part of the success for the Bruins in the last couple of seasons. Uh, he has had five consecutive years with at least 40 uh, assists for the Bruins. And because of his contract situation, he's coming off of a four-year deal where he made $5.25 million per season. And it sounds like he's looking for a bit of a pay raise, which the Bruins apparently are not looking to give him long-term at the moment. So I'm guessing somewhere around the $6 million per year mark because of the tough cap situation with COVID and everything. And for the Blackhawks, 
that's not something they can simply add to their roster right now. The only way they'd be able to sign Krug is if they made a trade with the Boston Bruins. And this is where the conversation gets interesting. Some guys who I think the Blackhawks could possibly send to Boston are Brandon Saad, Dylan Strom, Kelvin DeHaan, and Ole Mata. Looking at the Boston Bruins forwards, they're pretty deep up front. They have a lot of depth guys that play on their third and fourth lines, but they could probably use one more solid goal scorer on the second line to play with David Krejci. And Brandon Saad could fit that mold. And His contract is pretty enticing with only one more season at $6 million. And then Dylan Strom, he could be a fairly cheap addition for the Bruins, who, according to Cap Friendly, they have $14 million in cap space for the upcoming season, but not that much long-term with a lot of contracts set to come up in the next two to three years. That's also another reason why Saad's deal with only one more year on it could be enticing to them. Uh, and for Strom, we've seen Stan move on from young prospects way, uh, way too early in their careers in the past, so it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest to see Strom possibly be an option for this trade for Tory Krug. And on the defensive side of things, Boston, for once, doesn't have that much depth locked up for the 2020-2021... Uh, 2020-2021. Let me try that again. For the 2020-2021 season, with Krug set to become an unrestricted free agent, and then their captain, Zdeno Chara, very well could be retiring from professional hockey... And right now, that leaves the Bruins with Charlie McAvoy, Brandon Carlo, John Moore, and Connor Clifton likely as their top four defensemen. And three of those guys are right-handed defensemen, so they'll likely be fine on the right side, but they'll be extremely weak on the left without Krug and Chara there, and that is why they could possibly be interested in a shutdown guy like Calvin DeHaan from the Chicago Blackhawks. Dahan has shown why he's considered one of the better shutdown defensemen in the NHL with his play in the last couple of seasons, but he has proved to be a bit injury-prone as well with multiple surgeries on the sh uh, same shoulder in the last couple of seasons, and he also doesn't provide anything really offensively. And with all the young guys coming up in the Blackhawks pipeline, it's, it's no surprise that someone is going to have to be moved at some point, and it very well could be Calvin DeHaan, who only has two years left on his contract that's worth $4.5 million per season. Ole Mata also could be part of a package deal or something sent to Boston. He's coming off an extremely impressive postseason with the Hawks, and as sad as it would be to see Mata go after that success, he's very likely to be either bought out or traded this offseason. And trading him for something in return would definitely be better than buying him out. So I could also see Ole Mata being part of a package deal sent to Boston in exchange for Tory Krug if the Blackhawks do, in fact, wind up pulling the trigger on the 29-year-old pending free agent defenseman. So there's some info about who the Blackhawks could trade for Bruins defenseman Tory Krug. I'm definitely interested 
interested to hear that the Hawks could be acquiring his rights sometime in the next couple of weeks before free agency hits on October 9th. All right, coming up in just a moment, I am going to talk about whether or not the Blackhawks should move up a couple of spots in the 2020 NHL Draft in order to select standout Russian goaltending prospect Yaroslav Askarov, who played in the Continental Hockey League for St. Petersburg last season as a 17-year-old. But first... I need to talk to you all about DoorDash, which is the best place to order the food you love online or through the DoorDash app. DoorDash has all your favorite eats near you for order delivery and order pickup, with real-time order updates, contact-free delivery, and loads of restaurant reviews from other users. Right now, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps. Once again, DoorDash is the best place to order your favorite food online for order delivery or pickup. And if you use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. I also need to talk to you all about rockauto.com, the best place to shop for all your auto and body needs. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and make sure to tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. That's rockauto.com for an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Listen, we've all had our share of car problems in the past. How much easier is it when you have an auto and body shop that you can rely on? Well, rockauto.com has your back for all the car parts you will ever need in any situation. One more time, check out rockauto.com for reliably low prices and an amazing selection, and make sure to let them know the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, an auto and body shop that you can trust for reliably low prices. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page, at JackBushman2, and my Blackhawks Twitter page, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you may listen to your podcasts and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. So we just finished discussing the latest rumor that the Blackhawks could have interest in Boston Bruins veteran defenseman Tory Krug, who is set to hit the market when free agency begins on October 9th. Now let's talk a little bit about the NHL draft, which, don't forget, that's just three weeks away, believe it or not, and I want to start off this conversation by mentioning a possible trade option for the Blackhawks in order to move up a couple of spots in the draft. So, we know the Blackhawks at the moment have the 17th pick in the draft, and that has some people a little upset because they very well could have been 
in the top 10 if they didn't defeat the Edmonton Oilers during the play-in series. But 17 is what we got right now, and we very well could add a forward here in the draft. There's a lot of options on the board if the Hawks do decide to go that route. But I personally am kind of all aboard the Yaroslav Askarov train, and for a couple of reasons. First off, the kid has been solid throughout his young career, even when he's played against some of the best competition in the world. The KHL is no joke. It's widely considered to be the second best hockey league in the world outside of the NHL. And this kid made his KHL debut at 17 years old last season, and he got the win after making 23 saves and allowing just two goals. And I know he only made one start there with St. Petersburg, but... That's still impressive nonetheless, and he's also been very good in the VHL and the MHL, which are the two leagues under the KHL over in Russia. Uh, He did struggle a bit during the 2020 World Juniors, which has caused some concerns about him going early in the first round, but he has been phenomenal in the past internationally for his home country. At the 2019 Under-18 World Junior, uh, yeah, World Championships, he posted a 9.16 save percentage, and he was also on the tournament All-Star team. And he also led Russia to a gold medal at the U-17 World Junior Championships, where he posted just a ridiculous, you know, 9.48 save percentage. No big deal on the tournament. Uh, so I think we can kind of let that poor showing in 2020 slide because of all that prior success. Uh, once again, he was named the tournament top goaltender there at the U-17 World Junior Championship. Uh, And taking a look now at Askarov's scouting report, he's a big kid at 6'2", and he uses his size effectively to frequently cut down angles and give shooters very little net to look at. That's what the modern-day NHL goaltender looks like. He's big and comes out and cuts down angles and gives little net for the shooters. Uh, And Askarov, he's also got strong legs to make a good push post-to-post He's also been uh, deemed a really good skater for his size, so that makes him mobile uh, all around the paint as well. And I've also seen scouts talk about how good his rebound control is for being so young. He's also been described as an athletic freak who has the ability to make up for maybe a poor rebound by making a jaw-dropping second save when you least expect it. So, uh, that's always good when you have a goaltender who's very athletic and mobile and can go post-to-post and play the puck from all behind, uh, behind the net in all areas. But for me, the most impressive thing that scouts have talked about is Askarov's mental toughness for being just a kid, basically. Scouts say that he always remains calm and cool in that, and so much so that they think the game bores him at times because it's been too easy for him in the past. Uh, He also tends to shake off bad goals, and he's been described as a leader in the locker room despite often playing with guys who are two or even three years older than him. So I I like everything I've seen and heard on Yaroslav Askarov, and I do know the risk with drafting a goaltender in the first round. There's no such thing as a sure-thing goaltender because... Their development is just so different than any other position in professional sports, basically. But for the Blackhawks, 
I've gone over their options this year in free agency for their future number one goaltender, and there really aren't any guys who are under 33 years old who could fill that spot. And with the tight cap situation because of COVID, I'm not even sure if next offseason the Blackhawks are going to be able to find their future number one goaltender through free agency. So for me, taking a chance on a potential superstar in Yaroslav Askarov in the first round is well worth the risk for the Blackhawks because, as I said, their options for the that future number one goaltender spot are scary limited right now. We're basically banking on Colin Delia or Kevin Lankin in to pan out at the moment, which has to make everyone a little nervous. So that's why I personally think the Blackhawks should take a risk and pick Askarov in the first round. But I don't think they'd be able to get him with the 17th overall pick in this year's draft. And I saw an interesting tweet today by former Blackhawks beat writer Jimmy Greenfield and he suggested that the Blackhawks should offer their 17th pick and forward Alex Nylander to try and move up four or five spots in order to take Askarov because he he may not be there once the Edmonton Oilers are on the clock with the 14th overall selection. Now, I personally think that would be an enticing deal for a team maybe like the Winnipeg Jets who are picking 10th or the Florida Panthers or Carolina Hurricanes who are at number 12 and 13 respectively because this draft is as open as any in the past after the top 10 picks. 11 through the rest of the first round, it's always a toss-up, but this year it's been deemed that especially. And for a team to acquire a young prospect like Alex Nylander, who, yes, we all know has struggled so far in his NHL career, I'm sure every GM across the NHL is well aware of that, but to acquire him for simply just moving back a couple of spots in this year's draft where a team very well could wind up with the same player that they wanted, that's basically getting Alex Nylander for free. Uh, I'm not sure if any of those teams would want to take on that project, but it certainly wouldn't be a bad offer for the Blackhawks to make to try and move up a couple of spots and potentially land their future franchise goaltender. And I'm sorry for you... Nylander stands, but I'm over the kid. I I know it's been only one season and he's still so young, but he just doesn't have that it factor. He seems to lack intensity and too often he's just floating around the ice for 45 seconds. So for me personally, I think it could be time to move on from Alex Nylander and try to just salvage anything you can get before his stock could drop even lower if he struggles once again next season. Okay, I think that takes care of everything I wanted to talk about on 2020 NHL Draft Prospect Yaroslav Askarov. And with the NHL Draft just three weeks away from today, I'm going to continue to talk about prospects that the Blackhawks could potentially take with that 17th overall pick. I'm not sure if I'm going to talk about one guy every day or be doing a daily segment or anything. But I'll be sure to be mentioning a lot of potential future Blackhawks over the next couple of weeks before the NHL Draft kicks off on Tuesday, October 6th. Alright, now I think that will take us to our daily Blackhawks 2020 postseason recap segment where I take a look at one player and discuss how they fared for the Blackhawks in their short postseason run. But first, I need to talk to you all about Roman. Roman handles everything from treatment to delivery of brand name ED medication. 
genuine doctor-prescribed medication from U.S. licensed physicians. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today, and if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. Roman can be prescribed online and delivered right to your front door, so be sure to go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today, and if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment from U.S. licensed physicians. Locked on Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey, or you can also always email the Locked on Blackhawks email, which is lockedonblackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, myself, or anything that has to do with the remainder of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we just finished up talking about 2020 NHL draft prospect Yaroslav Askarov and whether or not the Blackhawks should try and trade up to select their potential future number one goaltender. Now it's time for our daily Blackhawks 2020 postseason recap segment with today's feature being 25-year-old fourth-line center David Kampf. After a pretty solid regular season in which Kampf tallied a career-high 8 goals and improved his face-off win percentage by a whopping 7%, Kampf also did his part in the postseason by helping the team defensively, and he also played a huge role on the Blackhawks' penalty kill, which at one point had killed off 14 straight power plays spanning from the end of the qualifying round against the Edmonton Oilers to the first few games against the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round. And while Kampf himself didn't provide much offensively, he only had one goal, which was his only point in nine games, uh, the fourth line as a whole, they moved the puck well in the offensive zone and wound up scoring a couple of huge goals from Matthew Highmore. And a lot of the time in the qualifying round in particular against Edmonton, that fourth line was playing a lot against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in the Oilers' top six, which shows you just how much... uh, Uh, Head coach Jeremy Colleton trusts that bunch, and they did their best to slow those top guys down, of course. At some point, McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to get theirs, but hey, their efforts clearly paid off as the Blackhawks were able to defeat the Oilers and their potent offense in just four games to advance to the Stanley Cup playoffs. In the first round against Vegas, the fourth line, they kind of slowed down. They didn't generate much. Matthew Highmore scored their lone goal by banking the puck in from near the goal line off of Leonard's mask. But they played gritty and with their heart and soul, and that's all you can really ask out of your fourth line. And David Kampf was a big part of that. I really liked what I saw from Kampf here in these playoffs. And I'll tell you what, I feel a whole lot better going forward with him as our fourth line center than I did one year ago. So I'm happy with what Kampf provided the Blackhawks in the postseason. Taking a look at his stat line, as I said, he only had one point, which was the Blackhawks' lone goal in Game 1 against the Vegas Golden Knights. 
Uh, and he finished with an even plus-minus rating with six penalty minutes, nine shots on goal, and an impressive 57.6 face-off win percentage while averaging 12 minutes and 49 seconds of time on ice per game. So, looking at those numbers, I am obviously happy with the 57.6 face-off win percentage. That is incredible, especially from a fourth liner. Uh, and if he can continue to improve at the dot like he did this year, as I said, he raised his face-off win percentage in the regular season by a whole seven percentage points, then that will give the Blackhawks a tremendous advantage, especially on the penalty kill by having both him and Taze as face-off options. Uh, and speaking of the penalty kill, one thing Camp needs to get better at is making sure he's out there on the ice for the penalty kill. I know he plays a lot in defensive situations and usually against the other team's top players, but he's one of our most important penalty killers and he needs to be out there for the Hawks when they are shorthanded. And that was a problem a bit in the regular season too. He was taking too many penalties. So if he can limit that a little bit next season, then I think the Blackhawks PK will continue to have success much like they did throughout the regular season and also in the playoffs. So taking all of that into consideration, I'm going to give David Kampf a B for his play in the postseason. I think he did basically everything we can ask for out of a fourth-line center. He did a great job in the face-off circle, and he also grinded hard on the PK and down low in the offensive zone. He scored a shorthanded goal, uh, and... We can't expect much out of camp offensively. That's just not his forte. So one point to me is kind of just whatever. I'm more concerned about how he played on the defensive side of things. And he was great in that area, in my opinion. So I think Kampf is well-deserving of a B for his play in the playoffs. And I'm excited to see what he can provide for this fourth line in the next couple of seasons. All right, so I think that is going to wrap up David Camp's 2020 postseason recap and Tuesday, September 15th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast for all the latest news from the both the Eastern and Western Conference Final. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708 708- 653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.